The second out of eight times I saw that piece of shit Batman movie in the theater, Ugh. I saw it in IMAX, and I was like, I'm really glad that I saw this movie once before because the score is so goddamn loud, I do not know what Jim Gordon is saying. I only know because I saw the movie eight hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Hans. <clears throat> is that Hans's fault, though? No. I think it's someone else's fault. Like, That's hey, Warner Brothers' fault. maybe... Or better. maybe it's because the movie was so bad, but Hans is so good, they want that, wanted that to overpower everything else. You know what I have to say about that? Neewer. 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 <laughs> Cognitive Contortions is a podcast designed with the intent of diving deep into a variety of conspiracy theories. While the hosts have closely examined the information available, it should be noted that they are not experts in any field of any kind. The following audio content is intended for entertainment purposes only and can tend to be offensive, though it seems pertinent to acknowledge that depending on who you are, almost anything could be considered offensive. And the data presented should only be critiqued by the laziest of critics. Enjoy. The Pope is a lizard and so is the Queen Diana and got away clean. Obama's a Kenyan um, and Reagan caused AIDS. George Bush my had a boy. I'm always looking for your hole, guy. <laughs> or so people <laughs> Tell me more about it. Um, let's see. <laughs> no, the, the results were nobody voted. <laughs> um, I put up a poll asking, well, here, I'll show it to you. Do you want us to go live during tonight's episode for a special intimate experience just for you? And, Ooh, uh, 80% said yes, 20%. Somebody said no. Yeah, yeah, four people said yes, and one person said no. Out, James. out of the 26 that viewed it. So, oh. um, you know what, honestly? For the listener at home, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, that... I, I genuinely, when Aaron said the results are nobody voted, I genuinely expected that to be the uh, the response. But was it like you, Scott, and Aaron that voted yes, and then James that said no? I mean, out of the five people that voted, one of them's on the show, one used to be on the show, and one of them is to see it. Okay. So two people that aren't either a part of the show mm-hmm. or my girlfriend voted. Okay. And one of them said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in that case... So in that case, instead of <laughs> instead of uh, going live, we can just FaceTime James and say "fuck you." Say "fuck fuck you, James." <clears throat> Is this a uh, community Slim Jim here? Mm-hmm. Community habanero. Slim. Yeah, get them out of the house. Jesus, eat them. Beef jerky and coffee. That's ah, uh, that's dinner right there. Oh uh, my gosh, I'm doing great. I hate those things. Be my jam. Oh, I love. Yeah, when I was Slim Jims and Red Bull. Eight. Yep. That used to be like my pre-show snack. <laughs> you Slim Jim, get your throat all lubed up, ready to scream. Lubed up. And Got drink a, a Red Bull. Bit. That was kind of hot. The Slim Jim? Yeah. Again, that's why that's I haven't eaten them. How my, my parents... You eat that one, because I will do it and I'll regret it. I'm playing with this Slim Jim. It's hot. That's what I meant, hot, yeah. Okay, that's oh. what I thought. You want to uh, use that to lube up my throat? <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, throat lubing, welcome back, everybody, to the Cognitive yeah, Contortions podcast. Right, intro that. This week it is. Welcome back to the Cognitive Contortions <laughs> podcast. I'm your tongue master, Tyler uh, John Henry. I don't like that. 
Welcome yeah, back to Cognac and Conolingus. I'm Aaron. I'm here. Mm. We're doing doing thing. I'm drinking coffee. That drinking coffee. Drinking, drinking coffee. coffee. Yeah, Cognac Conolingus. Drinking R2 coffee. I'm an R2D2 ther- Thermos. Mm. Thermos. What is this called? Tumbler. Thermos. It's an R2D2 cup. That works. It's got a. It's got a lid. Just so the listener knows, I'm drinking water out of a R2D2 cup. That's what we call synergy. Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm left out. I got I got a Batman cup. Hey. Well, but you got a Batman sweatshirt, so that's self synergy. <laughs> Stupid cup. Podcast <laughs> ruined. Podcast ruined. <laughs> so last. Go back home and come back with some fucking synergy. Damn. Mm-hmm. Just pick a star. I got a, I got like a, a couple Star Wars shirts. You could just wear one real quick if you want to. <laughs> just just real quick. Yeah, I'm wearing. Oh, one I let you wear. I got a couple. Probably not gonna. I got a couple that. that are pretty big. They'd fit you real well. <laughs> <laughs> the hell's that supposed to mean? It means I'm a skinny man. I'm a skinny. I'm not that fat. Child, you're, you're not fat. You're, you're done. You're not fat. You are a normal-sized human. <laughs> I. That's fair. I Realistically, that's the only reason. That's the only reason I go to the gym is so I can yeah. try to be a normal-sized human being. See, that's my only reason that I would want to go to the gym. But then I also go into the world and look at people and I think, you know, I'm not as small as I could be. Yeah. It's like, I look at pictures on Facebook about, like, back, pictures from, like, Kronos or whatever. Like, that's mm-hmm. not a person. That's not what an adult man looks like. <laughs> that's a that's a poor sunburnt child. <laughs> <laughs> With an afro, for whatever reason. And, and no beard. His poor naked face. Naked face. You know what's interesting? Afro hair. Mm. I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like, scientifically, people get more attractive after they move away from their hometown. If that hometown is... a uh, shithole meth wasteland what if somebody moves away from their home to your home is your like imagine somebody moving to waynesboro pa i can't imagine that's a step up do they get more attractive that's why i said well if the home you left is a shithole meth wasteland also to be fair if you move into a shithole meth wasteland from anywhere that's not you are gonna be very attractive when you arrive because everyone else is like a you know meth zombie what a meth zombie but eventually what gonna do? You'll, you'll adapt <laughs> you'll, you'll adapt you'll, you'll overcome lose some teeth you'll lose some weight <laughs> or gain some weight either way there was you're not gonna stay the same you're either gonna lose a bunch of weight or you're gonna be- gain a bunch of weight <laughs> there was, there you was, will um... lose hair however <laughs> and most human emotions but not even like not even like a full-blown meth head it's like you don't you don't look like you're just like swimming in meth. You look like if you put it down for like a month, you could be attractive. But you're but just, it's like you do it you you're do doing it recreation. just enough. You're doing just enough mm-hmm. that I can tell that you don't care. Yeah, mm-hmm. like recreational meth, to where you just don't don't care at all. Yeah, it's like didn't bathe, didn't put a, didn't didn't brush your teeth, didn't comb your hair, just like showed up. Well, you did a couple times, but like not enough. Are you on meth? <laughs> I brushed my teeth today. I haven't showered. He's got the beard. Remember, that's one of those just, things. The I beard, plan. the beard is hiding the sunken in cheeks. <laughs> this is how bad. That's why, he spends, that's why he spends so much time like combing it out. Poofing, poofing it needs it to fill, but be natural. That's how bad I am at time management. My plan was to go to the gym, get food, take a shower, go to Waverly, and then come here. Oh. And I barely had time to eat. <laughs> I went, yeah, to, I, I, went to, I went to the gym and then shoveled some food in my mouth and was later than we were supposed to be. <laughs> there were two other things I was supposed to do before coming here. I will say, though, to your credit, 
you are like the like the uh, high on life type. Like you you don't care enough to do any of those things and you don't need meth for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, I showered today. <laughs> Look it's at not you. A, it's not about what you did today. All right. Just in general. When was Man. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a bad rep on this podcast. It's, uh... it's the second time we've you've called me out on this. <laughs> Hey, but and he showered today and brushed his teeth. Was, Little buddy's doing good. It's tough Had as a, a guy because you can just like put on a hat and comb your beard, and I look fine. Change my shirt. Hey, hmm. I get it. And a hat. I do the same thing. And a hat. I like after after we gave Black Phillip a bath. I got. I don't know if you saw the picture of me holding him in my underwear. So I got in the tub with him because he's out of control. That's fair. I left my underwear on because I didn't want him to bite my testicles. <laughs> Not that they're doing anything, but it would have been painful. <laughs> so I think I dropped my phone Here's on one the other day, and it hurt really bad. And I was, I was like, gonna what ask, is he even here for? I was going to ask, what, is it the same pain? Pain. Yes. That's a bummer. <laughs> a bummer. <laughs> they literally do nothing now, but... They still hurt. They only bad. cause you... They're only there for pain. You Just could... Like some, you could... That's, that's, uh, that's enough for thanks, me. Thanks, I guess. You could... Um, I mean, I guess if you go to get a vasectomy or anybody else down the road, maybe, listener, check for us. Get back to us. Let us know. If you go to get a vasectomy, ask the doc, like, hey, when you're in there, could you just, like, sniff a couple nerves? Like, leave the balls. Let them feel pleasure, but, like... <laughs> Not pain. Just snip snip the pain is nerves. Like a, is that like a, a dick lobotomy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, ball, balls lobotomy. Balls lobotomy. Balls lobotomy. I can't even say that. <laughs> balls lobotomy. Too many letters too close for the portmanteau. Still feel happiness, but no, not angry. No uncomfort. Just uh, (laughs) floating around in the, you know, floating around in the waters of life. The jism waters doing their thing. Yeah. Um, How did where what what's happening? I don't know. I was going to say we uh. Supposed to be about aliens. Yeah, last week. It's going, just going, man. Last week, seven calendar days. Seven calendar days ago. What? God. Uh, we stopped talking, or kind of broke in the middle of our big reasons to potentially believe in aliens before we start. Aaron's panic attack. Yeah, Aaron's panic attack. Uh, we finished <laughs> off, uh, left off at documentation. <laughs> uh, the documentation, like I mentioned last time, is basically just that in 2012, a uh, photographer named Stephen Hirsch asked a bunch of UFO convention attendees to uh, document their experiences. So a lot of pictures of, you know, people's feet on a board and a doctor that looks like an alien in a coat with a thing poking them or, you know, surface of the moon. Here's the bad planet in the background. I was somewhere out here like I saw that from the ship we were on. <clears throat> that kind of stuff. Just a lot of it's pretty cool. A lot of pictures. Uh, one of them even looks kind of like one of the reptilian people that we talked about a little bit. So that's fun for the listener at home. It looks like C three PO with snake eyes with witch witcher eyes. I kind of thought it looked like lizard Uma Thurman if somebody doused her in ketchup and mustard. <laughs> all right, all right, I can see that. It's just a little bit. What's on its head? That's cheetah. a scaling. cheetah print. Oh, scaling and stuff. Cheetah, cheetah, cheetah scaling. Cheetah print lizard. hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cheetah print hat. Remember, remember, okay, like, could be a remember like seventh grade, whenever people used to. Uh, no, you were home, you were both homeschooled, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. None of your jokes gonna land here, guy. <laughs> <laughs> remember I'll... standing in the lunch line with all your friends? I mean, I remember watching T-Rex Re- hands friends. <laughs> I remember <laughs> your fucking brothers. 
Why are you so small? Because I ate all the food. <laughs> I'm so little. I remember getting sent to the principal's office because some of, one of the teachers, we had a little inter- altercation because I cut the lunch line with like 20 other people. We did it every day. And he singled me out. And then he accused me of stealing. And then I called him a bitch. <laughs> and he took me to the office. Oh, that seems about right. Yeah, it a lot, was cool. lots changed in the past twenty years, <laughs> yeah. hasn't it? It was cool though, because I had a really great relationship with the people that, like the principal and everyone that worked in the office. But my teachers, when I was awake, they did not like me. <laughs> and when I, I, was I got sent to the office a lot, and they were like, "What'd you do?" I'm like, "Man, I didn't do anything." And they're like, he probably just made the principal laugh, and he was like, "Yeah, get out of here." Pretty much, yeah. Like I went in there, and he was like, yeah, "He's hopeless." And she was, <laughs> so, "He's hopeless." She, I mean, her name was Mrs. States. I don't know how I remember that because I forget uh, everything. But she was like, after she'd already talked to him, she was like, what did you do? And I was like, he, I cut the line, but that's like, whatever. And he told me to get out of line. And I was like, that's cool. I didn't even argue with him. And I had a drink in my hand and I took it with me. And he accused me of stealing it. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. Why would I steal this drink right in front of your face? And he was like, you're going to the office. And I was like, no, I'm not. And he said, yes, you are. And I said, fuck you, you're a bitch. <laughs> and she was like, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, I mean, he was being a bitch. <laughs> I wasn't being mean. I was being accurate. Yeah, I sat in the office for lunch. That was it. I went back to class. Sorry, sorry. I called her out. I thought we were here to learn how to be free thinkers. I didn't know know this was communist Russia. Sorry, I thought this was America. (laughs) I thought this was America. (laughs) So, uh... Cut you off there. uh, That's fine. So getting back into it here. Ketchup face, yes. Uh, (laughs) Uma Thurman's ketchup face. Uh, There's also from, uh, I think this was about five-ish, five, six, four... Three years ago. You know, it's been a blur since 2016. I don't really remember much of what happened and when, but... I don't remember 2016 for other reasons. Yeah. Uh, There was recently, though, uh, an asteroid, potentially. We aren't really still sure what it was exactly that just passed through our galaxy that looked a little bit, potentially, from the distance we could see it, like a rocket ship. Generally speaking, asteroids have kind of... Recently? How recently? Like in the past three to four years. Okay. Um... The asteroid was named Umami, which means first messenger in Hawaii, uh, Hawaiian. It was discovered Umami by the <laughs> Umami Thurman. <laughs> it, it means a uh, red and yellow ketchup lizard. So, uh, no, um, spot on. <laughs> uh, Umami means first messenger in Hawaiian, uh, and it was discovered at the SETI Institute in Hawaii. That's why they got dibs on naming it. Dibs. Umami. So, as soon as uh, they saw it, they started checking different possible boxes that it could be some kind of an alien spacecraft. Because it's not round like most UFOs or relatively uh, cylindrical shaped. It's so or, It just looked like a rocket. It was a tube. Okay. It was a long kind of cylindrical tube rather than like a, a ball or an orb. Um, or tic-tac. Or tic-tac. It's also the first interstellar object that we've ever actually seen pass through our galaxy meaning that it came from a totally different place in the universe. So not even the Milky Way. Past that, it came from there somewhere. Wait, so is this like a verified thing? Yep. Did it come from like a behind? We don't know. From (laughs) like a butt? It came from behind. (laughs) It came from behinds. Um, What are those um, black holes that I'm thinking of? Or am I thinking of the other thing? There's two different holes right no <laughs> i mean what's a black hole black hole is the one black hole is a know. collapsed star and what happens with that uh, it just starts sucking in everything around it depending on whether it what's uh, a wormhole wormhole is a place that connects two different places theoretically anyway connects two different places right. in space what's the glory thing hole? called all i'm getting <laughs> a glory hole 
is... <laughs> is that uh, where the asteroid came from? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my we, gosh. Uh, good news. We just got glory hold by our first asteroid. Uh. Umami <laughs> is uh, what we named it. Good job, everybody. Aren't we all proud? How do you spell that? All I'm getting is sushi. O U M U A M U A. Got that. Umami. Cool. Interesting. Yes. So, yeah, so one of the things that the uh, enthusiasts point out about it, though, is that rods is what they call them. It's basically that long, kind of a tube like uh, thing, or maybe like a big tic tac or a slim jim. Yep. Is uh, the second most common shape cited by potential UFO witnesses. So there's the flying disc saucer, and then like that kind of oval tic tac or tube shape, or cigar. I guess is how some of them have been described as well. Uh, both SETI Institute and the Breakthrough Listen Initiative pointed their instruments towards the object, but found no unusual signals or anything emitting from it. Uh, it could just be, you know, if it is like a spaceship, it could just be something really fucking old from way out in a time before any of us probably even existed Millennium falcon yes exactly well probably more like a star destroyer or maybe like a uh what was the other one um mon calamari cruiser so they had that kind of long tube calamari at at what it was yeah it was an at at yes he has legs chopped off walking in in space (laughs) like an asshole i mean he's like kicking his legs but he's going backwards (laughs) so it looks real embarrassing yeah but yes about zero g idiot Uh, but yeah, there's, there's... Okay, carry on. Speaking <laughs> of, my speaking the of... more coffee I drink, the worse it's going to get. Just want you to know that. Speaking of going backwards, I just out of curiosity, because I'm an asshole... We are going backwards. Yes. Just in general. <laughs> out of curiosity, I looked to what, uh, Mercury being in retrograde actually meant. Mm-hmm. And that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> All right, rant over. What does it mean? <laughs> Basically, the... You'd have to look it up. You'd have to look it up. Doctor, it's the, it's the uh, what's dumbest, his name? Explain it to us. It's the, the dumbest thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. Basically, it, like, it's like whenever we reach a certain point, it starts going the other direction. It's not actually, but it looks like it's going the other yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, based on your sign, it could affect your mood drastically, and you have to keep an eye on that. Well, yeah. It well, here's the thing: if you believe that, then yeah. <laughs> but that's what you would call uh i mean not to if we have a listener who likes it that's good for you if it helps <laughs> you with your life you, you know what i encourage it but i want to be honest with you if it does influence to. your mood because you believe it that's what pe- people call a dumb dumb <laughs> because that's a dumb dumb thing that you did it's a dumb dumb thing no, that I, a planet I, is going to affect your mood unless you let it don't I do recommend, that i recommend you googling what mercury being in retrograde means i will it's but good I will. for a chuckle it's good for a laugh I'll get a chuckle and a laugh, but after we get through a few more yeah, of these uh, potential reasons to believe in aliens here. Wait, what? What are uh, we talking about? We're talking aliens. about aliens. I thought we were still on flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, we went retrograde. God damn it. It's because of the damn moon. It's going backwards. Uh, one of the other things is that there could potentially be uh, other massive mega structures from old ancient alien civilizations further out in space places that we can't really get to or see very well yet but could be there uh in fall of 2015 penn state astronomer jason wright posited that uh, erratic shifts in 
brightness coming from a newly discovered star about uh, 1280 light years from Earth couldn't be explained by exoplanets or any other astrophysics that we understand. He theorized that instead, the fluctuations may be the result of a massive object passing in front of the star in some kind of an orbit. So not big enough to be a planet or not emitting anything a planet should that we could uh, view and understand, but something is passing around it. So potentially like a big fucking satellite. I dig it. Yeah. Aliens. And it's just a random aliens. fun fact. If there are aliens, they get to listen to uh, some of our Earth music now because uh, <laughs> we've been beaming it out into space just to be like, hey, here's some of the garbage we produce. You want to yeah. kill us yet? I was going to say, like, there's <laughs> no way anybody could be enjoying that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and lastly, we are getting uh, radio signals from something somewhere. I think we kind of briefly talked about that before, but uh, for fast radio bursts, or FRBs, are one of the most mysterious phenomena ever observed by scientists. For Verbs, yep, verbs. They only last uh, a few milliseconds, but the pulses uh, were first detected in 2007, and they emit more energy in that small amount of time than the sun does in 24 hours. Wait, run that by me again? So, FRBs, uh, fast radio bursts, are just something we don't really understand, but we started monitoring them in 2007. They last for only a few milliseconds, so, like, faster than the blink of a fucking eye, but in that brief little bit of time they emit more energy than the sun does in 24 hours uh three more were found about a couple years ago so i guess we're up to six or so now possibly more than that that we've monitored at some point in the past years uh wait so they just like flashes a light or what i think it's just some kind of a radioactive or magnetic pulse that we can monitor like through telescopes through telescopes uh observing the universe the universe and catching like light signals and stuff we can usually tell whether it's radioactive or whatnot like we talked about last time when you filter it through certain types of uh light frequencies you can see basically what it is because of the uh, light emissions that it puts off like nuclear is going to put out so much of this type of light and you can measure that by filtering the light that you observe through the telescopes and see if it's like a nuclear thing or if it's a other thing other thing <laughs> yeah uh but these are just small bursts that we can measure in some way whether that be through uh radio waves or just through telescopes but they're very 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 fucking tiny and they put out a shit ton of energy they are coming from somewhere outside of the milky way so there could be potentially just another big fucking advanced thing that some civilization is doing out there. They could just be like, you know, powering up their space cruisers to uh, come attack, come us. attack us, or blowing up planets or something. Maybe Man, they're not like doing with a big Death Star. Shit with us. We're a fucking lost cause. <laughs> the, the chances are we're at the bottom of the list because they're like, well, they're not gonna like yeah. get here anytime soon. Yeah, right. Like they're so far from yeah. even being. By the a time they the find out there's a galactic civilization, I run it now. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Yeah. Like, there's nothing that we have that they have any interest in, and we are so far away from reaching the technology to go and try to yeah, destroy what do we, them. Yeah, what, what do we have to offer? Again, like, like we, were, we were saying last, last week, there is <clears throat> zero reason for any other life form to come here for any reason. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that for us. <laughs> That's, I mean, other than, like... I love how fucking hopeless and pathetic we are. <laughs> it's great. It's yeah. the key to our survival. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the key to our survival is the fact that we're killing ourselves it's great that's pretty heavy killing ourselves and our planet oh man each other. gotta die to live am i am i right go i oh man Gosh. aaron's eyes just got so big just one i, I, I thought i said eyes maybe one of them did maybe both of them 
Got a pair of eyes. To be fair, even if you only did say I, that is like 87% of the word. <laughs> so you did pretty good. Statistically. <laughs> I wouldn't 100% call this necessarily a reason to believe that there are aliens, but I definitely would say it's uh, something that I would think would make it more possible or likely that we could bump into them sometime sooner rather than later, or that maybe... You know, there's at least other people who are pretty smart thinking about it. Uh, there's a lot of fucking billionaires right now, and all of them are playing in space for the most part. Because they want to find something. Some of them very specifically to find aliens. Others just want to, you know, spread our seed to the universe. Because, uh, I don't know, it'd be cool. Didn't that one asshole put a Tesla on the moon or something? Oh, no. Uh, Elon Musk put a Tesla in orbit around the Earth. Why? To celebrate. Because money. Yeah, no, literally, his, his afford, answer... If you can afford to yeah, fucking put your his, car his, in the moon's orbit, why not do it? I don't think it's the moon, I think it's the Earth's orbit. His, yeah, answer, orbit. his answer was literally, because I could, and I so think it's cool. just shot a car? Just a car? Just a, Well, he, it, was, it was... Okay, so the reason that he did it was, uh, it was part of, I think, his first test run for um, the moon rocket. Car. The rockets that he has now, which are reusable, which is a big fucking deal. So they don't just send up um, $2 billion worth of equipment and then dump a billion of it in space because, well, the rocket's burnt out, can't use it again. You send it up, and then it comes back, which is the key to international space travel and potentially why travel made, to That's why they made the Tesla self-driving. Right? Yes. So they it drives it, itself back. Exactly. <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. He's, he's really just like, just wait and see. I want to not like There's, this guy, but it's hard. It's hard. It's uh, really hard to. It's playing Space Odyssey 2001 for forever. Because, again, I can. Oh, my gosh. Why not? That's kind of cool. Now, here I wasted time watching this video of two people fucking in a Tesla on the highway while self-driving, not knowing that they can drive to space and back. <laughs> All right, I'm going to my head out. <laughs> to be fair, that wasn't like any kind of session or anything. I just happened to hear about it and watched it out of curiosity. Redacted, sir. Good night. Podcast's over. Podcast's right, over. Fair, fair enough. So, so back to the topic at hand. Yeah, edit here. Bad. Speaking of Elon Musk. Did, uh, so was it what? So it was like a rocket that he put in orbit? No, no, okay. So he used the rocket, which is the reusable rocket that can fly up and come back to Earth and land and be used again. He used that to put the Tesla into space. Just a car. Yeah. So there's just a it's car. In it was orbit I think it was like Earth. the first roadster that he ever made. Or something <laughs> like that. Like his first real release roadster that was his, he like put his own personal Tesla up into space because he wanted to test the rocket. It needed to do something. So it went up uh, to prove how good it could do what it needed to do. It put a car into orbit, meaning it had to, like, get into the orbit for that car, maintain it, release it, make sure it was in that orbit, and then it came back. Question. That was, I'm pretty sure, the whole deal. Was because he got approval, and they said, if you want to waste some of that space up there with your car, I guess you can, bud. Is it in something, or is it literally just a car It is just a car floating in space. Okay. I know I, there okay. might be a live stream yeah, from with it. Yeah, the I don't satellites, know. Like, is there a picture? Because I want to see this. Oh, yeah, there's pictures of it. Speaking of Elon Musk, while you guys Google, I'm going to go ahead real quick and get through some of this. Uh, he is one of the people who is clearly trying to get to space as fast as he can with his SpaceX company. Tesla and space. Tesla in space. Yeah, there's that goddamn uh, porn again. Part of... Part of... Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, I found it. Is this it? It's a picture from... Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Is that him driving it? Is he driving no, the car? It's a test dummy in a spacesuit. It's a convertible? Yeah. I fucking quit. fucking <laughs> <laughs> way. What? Why? Because... And I quote... Why is there I a could test dummy in the cool. car? Because it's so that they could take that picture. Yes. Obviously. What are you yes. talking about? Yes. 
because it's cool. That's the dumbest and coolest picture I've ever seen in my life. I, this makes me feel it. so poor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like, man, physical therapy is going to cost me how much a week? This dude put a convertible in space. I will never I will never be able to even <laughs> afford yeah. to buy one of his cars to drive here I can't on afford Earth. to buy the fucking test dummy. <laughs> And he's just building rockets and shooting it. Can you give me a car? Stop shooting them into space. <laughs> I will take it. You son of a bitch. This is fucking amazing. So, uh, also, not nearly as interestingly as Elon Musk, but there's also a guy named Paul Allen. Uh, Paul Allen? Paul Allen. Isn't that who uh, Patrick Bateman murdered? I with don't. A, with an axe? I don't. It was uh, Tim Allen. Tim <laughs> Allen. You're thinking of Tim Allen belt. Oh, uh, you're right. It was Paul Allen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. <laughs> so, uh, when Congress cut off funding for NASA's hunt for aliens in 1993, that was apparently a thing we were doing back in the 90s, uh, Allen gave millions to the SETI Institute, and in 2009, the Allen Telescope Array started searching for the cosmos. Allen has also given an additional $30 million to the project, a sum that bought him a guarantee that if the Array detects any extraterrestrial communique, he will be the first non-scientist to know about it. Uh, there's also a guy named Yuri Milner who announced a plan to send spaceships to Saturn's moon uh, Enclitus or Enclitus <laughs> It's back. Or Enceladus. Okay. He found it. I found it. Inci- I found the man in the boat. Uh, he announced a plan to send a spaceship to Saturn's moon in search of alien life. Uh, he's hoping potentially for something underneath the ocean surface there. Alien life is going to be like a fish or something probably or okay. just microbial stuff. Who's microbial? <laughs> microbial... <laughs> You haven't heard of Mike Robiel? Oh my gosh. Tamer of the water bears? Rider of cockroaches. Mike Robiel. He's said to be the only other thing that will survive the uh, apocalyptic wasteland. Mike Robiel, the savior of all. Mike. The one true savior, Mike Robiel. Anyway, um, Mike Robiel, who gave birth to... You've never heard the legend of Mike Robiel. I have to look it up. He's the Jesus Christ of evolution. Come on, man. How do you not? Okay, so, um, yeah, Mil- Milner, though, the Russian guy's also uh, funding Breakthrough Listen, a 10-year project using a telescope in West Virginia to search for messages from intelligent life, and also Breakthrough Starshot in conjunction with Mark Zuckerberg and uh, Stephen Hawking as well from some of the stuff he was working on before he passed. And, of course, lastly, the, died. uh, w- what? Mike Zuckerberg died? No, 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 no. Stephen Hawking. Oh. The late Stephen Hawking died. You... <laughs> and lastly, we have uh, the non-tax-paying penis with a face on it, Jeff Bezos, uh, who, fun fact, his spaceship looks like a penis. Uh, since you're Googling pictures, you might as well look that up if you want, because it legit is a penis. It's a penis. It's a penis, and he's shooting it in his space. It looks so that's like just a penis. A thing now, rich people just put things in space. Yes, well, cars reading, and dicks. I was yes, just a little bit about the uh, the Tesla thing. Yes. Um. Apparently, not only is just the car chilling with like the a guy in it, in it mm. they put like, I guess like a backup of Earth's information in case we kill ourselves or something. Oh. They put. Uh, that makes some sense. Kind of, we will. Like history. Some yeah, some kind of new hard drive thing that they developed. It's three hundred sixty terabytes of like. <laughs> the earth's science and information jesus oh wow this does look like a penis history and information and all this yeah i'm not saying it looks like a penis to be mean to jeff bezos it's a dick it has it has a head and it has balls 
It has a clear head and balls. Austin Powers did it first. And Austin Powers <laughs> put balls on it. This one doesn't have balls. It's got little tiny balls. Or at least the nubbins from where they were snipped. Nubbins. Either way, so that's that's where real, we're real at. Quick, I, he, I, know, uh, I know I kind of cut you off. Well, I think I cut everyone off. But I did. <laughs> I kind of cut you off. I cut him off and you cut me off. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's. So now cut him off and we'll be back. Well, on let's travel. go back. Let's go back to you. We'll make our way back to him. Uh-huh. All right. Cool. Um, um, no, apparently there's just like he put. The, so Franklin Antonio uh, <laughs> uh, is the last guy we're gonna talk about. He uh, co-founded co-founded a Qualcomm. Um, Qualcomm. Qualcomm. <laughs> a mobile tech company in the mid 1980s. Uh, Who founded? Just to Quail be clear, Com. for and the listener at home, as far as I'm aware, nobody here has had a drop to drink tonight. Nope. It's nope. all coffee and coffee, water, and protein shake. <laughs> Dumbest podcast. I was yet. real quick. I was just last night. I was playing the clip for Tasia when we were trying to figure out how many teeth we had. <laughs> I said, I said, I want you to know that I was sober for all of us. <laughs> all of us were. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, Franklin Antonio uh, co-founded uh, Qualcomm, a mobile tech company in the 80s. He also is the company's chief scientist and has given millions to SETI research as well. Last year, he gave $30 million of the University of California San Diego School of Engineering and followed that donation up with a compromise. Oh, just a fun fact about him. He apparently followed it up with a contribution to Roy Moore's failed Senate campaign. So uh, he's, yeah. he's kind of a dick, I guess, is what we learned from him. him. Who's Roy Moore? Exactly. He was the guy who was running uh, in Texas, I think it was Texas, for the Senate. And Trump really liked him. And he was also the dude who was like... Pass. Well, he yeah, he also like was banned from the mall because he tried to like diddle 15-year-old girls and shit. So he was like real good friends with Trump. He was very, he was very <laughs> close with Trump, yes. So lastly, there is uh, Robert Bigelow. He's the guy that we talked about a little bit. Uh, who's the guy Who's the guy with the boot on his head? The, the or, politician that always runs, that he has just The like, boot on his head? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember his name, but he's he's an American hero. I'll, I'll tell you that. Back. I have no is idea who you're talking about. Here? Politician with boot on his head. Literally have never seen him before. No, Vermin Supreme. His platform is... Vermin Supreme is his name? His name is Vermin Supreme. He's got his my plat- vote. His if I could vote, is, I'd vote for him. His platform is he's going to pass a law that requires everyone to brush their teeth. Uh, platform like for the zombie. I know who you're not voting for. <laughs> zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I'm better about brushing my teeth and taking showers. I guess that's comforting. Campaign for uh, zombie apocalypse, uh, tra- time travel research, and promised a free pony for everyone in America. Firm and supreme. 2020. Sold. I... Definitely. I will go ahead and go on a limb and say that this podcast... I would say probably independent. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go on a limb and say this podcast will officially uh, back Vermin Supreme 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to look into whether I can vote or not. And if I can, I'm going to register and vote for that guy. Good call. Yeah. Good yeah. call. Me too. So uh, Bigelow, however, <laughs> was, uh, when he was a kid, basically, he would watch the actual government test the atomic bombs from his bedroom window because of where he grew up. That's uh, good. He said that he and his class, his classmates could see the mushroom clouds bloom over the Mojave Desert from their school playground. After growing up, you know, basically watching the fucking Manhattan tests go on, he found most people would kind of see that as like shitty like oh fuck that's a lot of destruction and stuff or grow up thinking that that's bad news bears when they find out what that was you know like i probably have radiation poisoning now bigelow though kind of saw it as an epiphany as he would put it even when he was like a kid he kind of just knew that he couldn't be a scientist because he was really bad at math 
So what he did instead was decide, I'm going to make as much fucking money as I possibly can. Pay someone else to do the math. And pay someone else. And try to fund his own space program. He went on to make at least $1 billion with uh, Budget Suites of America, a long-term motel rentals around Southwest. And he now runs Bigelow Aerospace, which holds contracts with NASA and was a primary contractor for the Department of Defense's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Or who knew talking about aliens would make me feel so poor? I mean, it involves space, man. What are you going to do? We're so... Small and lonely and poor. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not very good at math, and I have about $300 to my name. <laughs> and that's only, that's only because my car payment is late. Uh, we've only got a few more here, so let's kind of blast through one more. Uh, one of the big ones, too, I think, that really tells me that there's something credible when it comes to aliens and UFOs is that there's also a lot of prominent military and government people who believe in UFOs or believe that we should at least spend a lot more time trying to research them. Uh, and they are actually in positions to see some shit that the rest of us are not allowed to see or told, yeah. like, that's not really a thing. It's just a you know, weather balloon. Go about your day. It's just, it's just like your the... Job. It's just the Northern Lights. I was in fucking South Carolina. Yeah, it's the Northern Lights. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Were you looking north? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the lights. That's the lights <laughs> in the north. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, there's a checks out. There's several different people. There is Nick Pope. Uh, Nick Pope. As he put it, says uh, in one of his in his memoir, he says that know that there are people who watch our skies to protect the sleeping masses. He was Britain's former chief UFO investigator. He also says that be sure to know that not all potential intruders into our airspace have two wings, a fuselage, and a tail, and not all show up on our radar. His ominous counsel follows time he spent in the 90s inspecting thousands of paranormal incidents, from crop circles to purported bedside abductions. Uh, He took that job certain that this kind of stuff, T-Rex hand, only happened to weirdos, but unexplainable sightings soon convinced him that T-Rex hands, there is a war going on with aliens. Worse, the UK Defense Ministry cut his old UFO's desk funding in 2009, so whatever's out there that T-Rex hands could attack at any time, it's still out there, and the UK's not looking for it anyway. We might be, though, so that's something, right? <laughs> that's something. That's cool. A-tip, remember that? It <laughs> shut down a couple years ago. It's probably still going. Um, Real quick, I'm thinking about like the MK Ultra thing, right, and how mm-hmm. they did all that, and then it's like, well, how can you listen to him? He's clearly insane. Mm-hmm. He was only insane because they pumped LSD into him for 18 months oh straight. Gosh. That's true. And the UK did do I that, s- too. I assume that, that, <clears throat> assume that aliens are a lot smarter than we are and can probably pinpoint the uh, T-Rex hands weirdos and be like, well, let's just kid- let's abduct him. Like, no one's ever going <clears throat> to believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, Aaron. I just have a question. Do you realize your hand is... Re- okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. How like, this get up here? My brain is in a, a completely different place. Like, oh. Um, uh, I was just thinking, what you said about, like, you know, rich people, billionaires, politicians, people like that, they probably mm. know a lot more than the general public. Yeah. Do you think that Elon Musk put all this, uh, like, the world's information into orbit because we are closer to annihilation than most people probably think. Holy shit. This is why he's got his fucking sleep ever. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking about that. Like, what other reason? When would he... were you thinking about that? Four I... in the morning? Just, just now. <laughs> he will, he will be really thinking about it at two in the morning. Yeah. No, I think seven forty-four at night, and in... I will be thinking about it till seven forty-four a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's because it's impending. His quote on it is basically that it'll be there till we're all dead. Okay. So eventually, there will be other life, and if they come by and they want to know something about who maybe lived here before, the car in space might tell them. <laughs> 
<laughs> that it's worth looking at. With like the all these, fucking, all these, think that's about the that. Funniest thing that's ever. Anu- that's that's he's like he's like it makes me happy to know that one day aliens will probably come to Earth. We'll all be dead, and there will be a car orbiting the Earth that will tell yeah, them who we were. We will tell them who we were and what we did, and also that there's a car. <laughs> How will they? The how Earth. will they know? How will they know when they come to this wasteland mm-hmm. that well, is because Earth to go to the car for the information? Probably because if they look, depending on how close to our annihilation or whatnot, there might be like remnants of the junkyards we've been building, our junkyard empire, filled with crushed cars and automobiles, and then they'll go. This one's in space. What, do, what if they have the problem that you have, like, uh, like in, in my car and your car, like if the battery dies? Um, you can't pop the trunk. How are they supposed to get the information? <laughs> These interstellar beings. Good question. They've probably never seen a lock, at least not for like a couple million years. Yeah, they're elect- like, aren't they're electric? Teslas are electric, aren't they? Yeah. And there's no like charging stations in space, is there? <laughs> I wouldn't think so. That thing's dead. It's like ah, uh, this dead. button because looks like the, the trunk opens. My doesn't seem to do anything. I guess we burn it. If it's like below freezing, my to my car might take a second to start. And if you let it sit for multiple days in the dead of winter, which we just don't have anymore, apparently, yeah. because... Oh, my gosh. Uh, if I leave my car out in the cold for a couple of days, it might have to get jumped. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it... Like, how cold is it in space? It's pretty cold. I imagine it's pretty chilly. Uh, it de- actually, it depends <laughs> Colder on... Colder than Baltimore. It depends on which side of the sun or the earth you're on. Less it dangerous might be really than hot. Baltimore, though. Yeah. It's, it can get up to... I t- mean... It can boil your breathe. fucking the blood. What happen is you might get hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks for tuning in everybody this yeah. has been cognitive contortions yeah man whoo man that was really good so uh there's also a guy named paul hellier hellier brother hellier spelled exactly how it sounds yeah. uh yeah h-e-l-l Y-E-R, Hellier. Paul Hellier, uh, Canada's defense minister during... I much more like redneck, like like H-A-I-L-Y-E-A-R. Like Hellier. Heil. Heilier. That's German. It's like how, you know, somebody from Virginia, like one of our neighbors would have pronounced... Heilier. Yeah, probably. Heilier. So Paul Hellier, he was Canada's defense minister during the Cold War. He believed at least that there were 80 species of aliens that could have been visiting Earth for up to a millennia. One group is called the Tall Whites because they can reach basketball goal heights. They're tall and they're white. Or the Nordic Blondes because they look like they're from Denmark or somewhere. Unfortunately, the others may include what he would call eco-terrorists. As he puts it, we're doing all kinds of things which are not what the stewards of their homes should be doing. They don't like that, and they've made it very clear. He also adds that uh, technological breakthroughs were basically aped from reverse engineering what little bit of their technology we have found. There's also Philip Corso. uh, Had a very long and illustrious military career. He was also involved in rebuilding Rome's government after World War II as an army intelligence captain, and he uh, eventually went to work for the Pentagon's foreign technology desk in the 60s. Have we talked about him before? I don't believe so. You're thinking of Mike Robiel. Oh, I got you. You're right. Yeah. Now, he doesn't appear to really have said much uh, publicly about aliens up until 1997, so he was kind of old when he started talking about them, but that also could have been because he thought, you know, I'm going to die soon. What are they going to do to me? I can talk about this now. 
But he starts talking about it when Simon and Schuster published a book called The Day After Roswell, with a foreword from Strom Thurmond just 13 months before Corso died. It was his tell-all outlining a decade-long Roswell cover-up while plugging his own clandestine exploits, uh, which involved reverse engineering technology found on alien spacecrafts. This is how the world got lasers, particle beams, microtrips, even Kevlar, according to this guy, Philip Corso. Skeptics argue instead that regular Earth people's R&D behind technology like lasers is impossibly well documented. Interesting. But to be fair, if that's the best argument you have, it doesn't sound as good as I think you think it sounds. Because <laughs> people can people can write a lot of documentation about some fucking reverse engineering and pretend like they made it up. Yeah, that checks out. Document it, reverse engineer, and flip that around, it's now engineered. I like that. Uh, it's not impossible to fucking do uh there's several others barry goldwater he uh ran for president and if he had won basically one of his first acts that he kept talking about was trying to release information about aliens to the public if there was any that was like honestly part of his platform wow this guy what was his name watershed <laughs> barry goldwater yes he ran for uh election in 1964 and did is he still alive did the clinton suicide him he, i don't think they suicide him but i don't think he's alive Oh, um, suicided by old age. Hey, if you're dead, there's a 50-50 chance that the Clinton suicided <laughs> you. But no, he also harbored a lifelong fascination with the truth about extraterrestrial contact, much of it stemming from his desire to T-Rex hands find out what is in the mysterious Hangar 18 at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, which was home to uh, Project Blue Book, which I actually think Project Blue Book was one of the things associated with MK Ultra. In the 80s, though, it surfaced that he'd spent decades corresponding with UFO investigators and harassing the military for access to the hangar's so-called Blue Room, uh, where conspiracy theorists believe that alien bodies from Roswell are preserved. Uh, as he states it, he was told by a friend of his, General Curtis LeMay, not only can't you get in, but don't ever mention it to me again. Oh, uh, He didn't. <laughs> he did not. But uh, yeah, after retiring in 1987, the <clears throat> senator told Larry King that the Earth is T-Rex hands, one of several billion planets in the universe, and I can't believe that God or whoever is in charge would put thinking bodies on only one planet. So he's... Yeah, that's kind of where, like, we've talked about that. Yeah, pretty that's much where, That's where my thinking is, too. It's yeah. Like, I mean... I feel like thinking bodies is... Eh, it's relative. It's a stretch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever been to, like, Walmart? We're, we're <laughs> bodies. Many. Barely. Barely bodies. Oh, man, there's some more here. Yeah, I don't, around. I would like to talk about, I don't know if we have time to really talk about all of these, because there's a lot. It, we can get to it next week. Maybe <laughs> we can get to it next week. I think, I think that's probably actually pretty good. Let's, let's do a quick segment here, and I'll finish off with one or two more of the, uh, one or two more of the people that are left that still kind of have some, like, oh, aliens, and they're probably real, or government folks, and that'll be the end of, uh, uh yeah. of our reasons to believe. The last few things on this list I don't 100% think are going to take long or go into but i do have a segment for this evening what it is it's been a while since we've seen this one that's right it's time to play theory truth or bullshit is this a good time to go live i would we could go live right now hell yeah hell yeah brother that is not my water this is your water. This is my water. What was that? My water. Oh, his water. Can tell because you, it was. I don't know how you could tell. Because it was lukewarm. Oh. Mine is cold. Are we? Oh, are we? Are we live? We're live now. Oh, oh my shit. gosh. Buzz has a Woody has started a live. I guarantee video. you, no one's going to. Uh, to be watching. Well, they're just going to be watching you, guy. Oh, that's cool. 
<laughs> Welcome to the Cognitive Contortions Podcast, the podcast where we talk about conspiracy theories, but currently we're playing a game. Ew. Theory, truth, or bullshit. Do you guys know how this game works, even though it's been a while since we've played? I'm going I to... No uh, how this game works. I've never yes. heard of it. Actually, I want to drink this coffee. I'm going to pick a topic, uh, and then I'm going to give you a couple uh, couple bits of information about that topic, and uh, it's up to you to tell me which one of those bits of information is true, which one is a theory, and which great. one is bullshit. forgot I needed this. <laughs> it's good. All right. It's good. Now that everyone knows what's happening. We're all settled in, ready to go, ready to play. Well, hey, we'll get to you. Thanks for, thanks for joining, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy's watching. Thanks, thanks Jimmy. Thanks, he's, Jimmy. He, Jimmy's yelling. Does Jimmy hate this? Jimmy waved. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> so uh, tonight the game is theory, truth, or bullshit. The subject is Fallout. Hell yeah. The Fallout the games. Game. Yes. Oh, so here are game. your theory, truth, or bullshit options. One. Fallout's original design uh, concept from creator Tim Kaine was a futuristic space opera somewhat similar to the show Firefly or Battlestar Galactica. Two, it took two years to record the 13,000 lines of dialogue for the male and female protagonist of Fallout 4. Three, the Fallout and Elder Scrolls universes are not just connected by a creative company, but possibly are the same universe. So those are your options. You guys tell me which one you think is right. a theory, which couple, one is true, and which couple, one's bullshit. Things. We need you to do it again. Yep. Partially because I blacked out. Have never played any of the games, and I was okay. reading Jimmy's comments, and I forgot you were talking. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Who's Jimmy? That's Who's Jimmy? Uh, as Yimmy Hernandez. Huh? Are his comments good? He said hello, fellas. He said I'm not yelling. I have fat fingers. <laughs> That's fair. All right, go on. Okay, so uh, again, your theory, truth, or bullshit options are. Fallout's original design concept from creator Tim Kaine was a futuristic space opera. Two, it took two years to record the 13,000 lines of dialogue for the uh, male and female protagonist of Fallout 4, main character, basically, that you play as. Or, uh, the Fallout and Elder Scrolls universes, so like Skyrim and stuff, those universes are, are connected, or possibly the same universe, in fact. Oh, I have mine. Okay. I'm going to say bullshit, truth. Theory. That was okay. mine, too. Yeah. Final answers? Yeah. Good job, you guys. You're Both correct all Ayo. the way around. Ayo. Jimmy, oh. you're wrong. Oh, Jimmy. Shut up, tried. Jimmy. <laughs> oh, man. We got one person watching. No, we got... There's only one... If there's one person, we, we have to be... There's two people. There's two, two, two people Jimmy. watching. We got Jimmy and... Oh, we got Shayla. Hey, Shayla. Hey, Shayla. Our, uh... Loyal, Let's cut it up there. Oh, loyal listener. None of us have ever done this before. Our loyal listener from Texas. Clearly, since thanks we're putting our finger in the camera, in. we've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, what's this do? What's, what's this up here do? <laughs> so just so you guys know, uh, the, the bullshit is bullshit. The fun fact behind it, though, the original concepts for Fallout uh, were actually a high fantasy RPG, kind of like Skyrim, or potentially a time traveling romp in which the players controlled dinosaurs. Who have Man. somehow taken over uh, time travel and figured those that out? The original ideas. For yeah, Fallout? those were those first two knockaround ideas before he settled on the post-apocalyptic universe. Uh, the truth: it did take thirteen uh, two years to record the thirteen thousand lines of dialogue yeah, for the could... main protagonist. It also took an estimated uh, combined total of all the characters in the game. The dialogue adds up to somewhere around one hundred and seventy thousand lines of dialogue oh, my for Fallout Four. Yeah, knowing absolutely nothing about those games, that seem like the most true thing yeah it's just a, they, they're big there's a lot of people in them talking i've played, I've played video games they typically say a lot of shit so. yeah. <laughs> typically. i thought maybe that, <laughs> I thought maybe that was true 
But the, uh, the, the like you've watched me play The Witcher like a little bit, haven't you? Like you can talk to like anybody in the game. You walk around, you just talk to anybody. It's like somebody's got to record all that dialogue. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, remember when uh, Marvel paid uh, Vin Diesel probably more money than I'll ever see <laughs> to say I am Groot eight thousand times? Isn't that great? That's pretty great. Give me the Slim Jim. <laughs> Lastly, uh, the theory itself about the Fallout being connected, that's based off of a fun Easter egg that was dropped into Fallout 4. There's uh, a, one of the side quests you can do is collect stuff from the wasteland and grow like a little garden. If you do that, there's a certain plant in there that is called Unidentifiable. If you eat it, you heal a little bit. It looks kind of like uh, Ninroot from Skyrim, which is a plant that heals you. So some people think maybe it's the same universe. Only problem with that is that Skyrim takes place in a place where the planet literally has its own name and also has like its own constellations of stars and moons and shit. So it's probably not Earth, but it's cool to think it could be. <laughs> it is cool. It is, it is, it is cool, cool to think that. And uh, that's theory, truth, or bullshit. Thanks for playing. Thank you guys at home for fucking watching. Thanks for uh, thanks for watching, guys. Have a good night. And next time, maybe you'll see more people than just me. Hey, I'm I'm here. Jimmy, are you still here? Yeah, he's gone. I think Jimmy's I think, there. I think Jimmy left. <laughs> oh, Jimmy's gone. Jimmy's gone. Bye, Jimmy. Aww. And whoever it, whoever it is that just joined also left. I don't even know who this is. Who are you? Do I? How do I fuck? <laughs> I don't know. How, oh, okay. I guess that wasn't it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're so good at this. All right, well, let's finish off uh, this little bit we've got left here, right, which is a few it. a few other let's potential. Keep it running. Maybe uh, maybe we'll never do this again. Maybe we will never do it again. It's weird because it's like hold on behind. Right, here we go. And wow, picked up the gl- for the few people who are fucking watching us right now on Instagram. <laughs> I hope they're fascinated watching us watch ourselves on fucking Instagram. Hey, what are we becoming? There's only two people watching. One of them is me. <laughs> if I, I feel for that I, one person. If I could watch it, I would do it as well, but I can't do both I, at the same time. Oh, we lost, we, lost, we lost a viewer. Oh, my God. All right. Well, the last... It's fucking Christ, man. This is great. The last few people that I want to talk about, though, is a few guys. One guy is named Roscoe... Uh, <clears throat> P. Coltrane. Roscoe Hillencoder. Oh, chicken and waffles. Roscoe's Chicken and Hill and Coder Waffles. Uh, after he'd served as the first CIA director, being appointed by President Truman... Uh, Helen Coder retired from a distinguished Navy career in 1957. He took a gig at a brand new private research group called the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. Its chief purpose was pressuring the government to disclose what it knew about UFOs. Uh, this has to go. Yep. I, I can't fucking concentrate with this Slim Jim at the table. <laughs> he wanted to he struggle wanted, all night. Oh my god, he wanted to investigate things like... Uh, Project Blue Book, he also would go after the intelligence community, writing uh, very open and angry letters saying things like, it's time for the truth to be brought out in open uh, congressional hearings. Uh, he pointed out that in 1960, the Air Force had investigated over 6,000 UFO reports to date. That was in the 60s. That was in the 60s. But was seemingly trying to T-Rex hands hide the facts. Uh, the military reminded America that no physical evidence, not even a minute fragment of a so-called flying saucer, has ever been found. That's what the military says. But another theory popped up in the 80s that uh, Hill and Coder had helped run a secret committee all along by, of politicians, military officers, and scientists called the Majestic 12. That's the dumbest fucking name. UFOlogists claimed that the cabal was formed in 47, and once Truman started panicking over what to do with all the alien spacecrafts that government kept finding... 
Uh, the group's existence is based on government files that allegedly materialized in 1984. So the FBI themselves deny any of its authenticity, but they and the Majestic 12 remain a popular potential thing that conspiracy theories like to that theorists like, like to talk about. What was about that terrible like. movie on Netflix with Adam Sandler that had like all it was like the Magnificent Seven, but it was. The uh, or, terrible eight or horrible eight or no, that's that hateful like a, eight's the other one. It was something. I yeah. think it was magnificent. Wasn't it? Was it magnificent seven? Well, there were like two that were pretty good, and there was like one that was. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because it's, it sounds yeah. like the majestic it, it twelve like does the sound next one. like yeah. the Adam Sandler sequel <clears throat> to whatever the first one was. Yeah. Um. There's also Dennis uh, Ridiculous six. Uh, that's yeah. what it was. Uh, Dennis Kuchinik, uh, his 2008 presidential campaign didn't suffer from his admission that he made during a live debate that potentially back in 1982, he had seen a UFO at uh, a friend of his house's in Washington state. He was uh, polling around 4% at the time, so it's not like it really could have hurt that much. But to be fair, that's a lot better than most of the current Democratic people who are still in the race. So it's... You know, he, he'd be... He'd We're be, all uh, doing great. He'd be neck and neck in this, this world's so current. a lot of them live streaming right now so that the one viewer can watch me have the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just watch me. man. Every, t- every 30... Every, every 30 seconds or so. There you go. Take this burden. Take this burden from me. I didn't mean to make you so uncomfortable. There's also, of course, John Podesta. Uh, Podesta, when WikiLeaks published the Hillary Clinton emails, a weird number of Podestas mentioned aliens and involved contact with believers like Tom DeLonge and astronaut Edgar Mitchell. Did Uh, Podesta... Epstein them? No. no. Was he Clinton? Was he suicidal? No, I don't believe so. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like a perfect candidate. As Bill, Cl- <laughs> as Bill Clinton's deputy chief of staff, he was known as an X-Files fanatic who would call the Air Force and ask them what's going on in Area 51. In 2014, he spent 13 months advising President Obama, and what was his biggest failure, according to him, as he would put it, is failing to get the government files declassified on the 1965 Kecksburg, Pennsylvania UFO incident. Uh, during Bush's term, he also had publicly crusaded for NASA to release UFO documents to journalist Leslie Keene, uh, and the person ultimately behind the Times Pentagon expose, the one that we talked about mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the very last thing that I'm going to say we've got for the night, the last one is uh, Pavel and Marina Popovich. Uh, the husband and wife's duo was, part of, uh, was a re- world-renowned cosmonaut, uh, Pavel who was part of one of the Soviet Union's first celebrated female pilot as well. So the two of them were like a power couple for the 60s or whatever for oh, Russia. Wow. Uh, cosmonaut and they were first female. They for the 60s. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, they held among their titles uh, that of the sixth human in orbit, the first Soviet female to break the sound barrier, and both a collectively holder of more than 100 aviation world records. Interesting. Uh, once their flying careers ended, they both became ufologists, though. Pavel headed up Russia's UFO Association and claimed to have seen an unidentified aircraft zip past his airplane on a trip home from Washington, D.C. with a group of scientists. People on board said it was a triangular, brightly lit, and it was rocketed by going at least about a thousand miles per hour. Uh, His wife, however, said that she had claimed to see multiple UFOs and a T-Rex hands Bigfoot creature. She claimed this after they divorced, so she might have just been trying to, like, one-up him or something, but... Also, with a lot of logged flight time, the people who are like most together. What do you mean? Was the Bigfoot flying the UFO? I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> she didn't specify. I think that's up to our interpretation. That's why we don't see Bigfoot anymore because he's fucking flying around in a spaceship. 
I mean, Bigfoot in the Tesla. <laughs> yes, the Bigfoot is in the Tesla. That it's, not, is, it's, it's in T Rex hands orbit. It's not, not in orbit. Test dummy. Elon Musk Bigfoot. found Bigfoot and sent him into space <laughs> with all of the world's information. In a fucking convertible Tesla. In a convertible Tesla. Yeah, that's going to do it for us this week, folks. <laughs> Thank you, everyone uh, at home and I guess right now on the gram listening the gram in. For the viewer at home. There may be three of you, but you're still the viewer. You're still the viewer. Thank you're you. still the listener. Even if you don't listen later, you listen now. So thanks. But uh, if later... This is, this is the only confirmation of anyone ever listening. Thank you. It means a lot. We don't get it from anywhere else. Visual confirmation. Some of them, Someone... some of them uh, bailed out pretty quickly. <laughs> One left before I could even figure who the fuck it was. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. If I see anybody live streaming, I'm just like, click. I'm like, nah. That's bail. because they're boring. Yeah. Why not? Oh, Brandon's here. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Oh, what's up, Brandon? Just in time for us to... You're yeah. just in time to find out what Tyler's new Twitter handle is this week. <sighs> so so uh, thanks, as always, listener, for hanging out with us. Uh, please be sure to like, share, subscribe. Leave us some kind of a uh, review if you would like or tell a friend about our show. You, of course, can reach out to us. Let us know uh, how you're doing. Just, you know, out there in the world. Let us know how your day's going. Let us know how your day went. Uh, at any time. Live stream. Maybe we'll do this again. We could, yeah, maybe. we could live stream. Uh, this was a terrible idea. Any, any of these options, though, go ahead and hit us up at uh, pretty much any social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Contortions, or you can email us directly at Contortions at gmail.com. You, of course, can find myself, your host, uh, Tyler John Henry, at the John Henry on Twitter and Instagram. You can John Henry. The John Henry. The only John Henry. Uh, at the only John Henry? No, just at the John Henry. John spelled J-O-N. That's confusing. I, it is. I know. I'm can, sorry. Can you just like I'll try to stick to one I'll, name? I'll try to... Yeah, I don't want to play around a little too much. Clearly, clearly more than one name is too much for the people to follow. Uh, you can follow Aaron we on Instagram. This, we all take this very seriously, and I don't appreciate you uh, making uh, jokes and puns. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will... I will... I'll get my act you together. Need, you need to work on that... Get it together. I'll get my act together. Uh, I've been I've been a lot of horseplay for me lately. <laughs> a I'm, lot of horseplay. I'm sorry about all this goofing around. You can find Aaron at Aaron.Shaver on Instagram, and you can find Tyler at Quailu Charlie on Twitter <laughs> and at Buzz Has a Woody on Instagram. But that's how I like it. Clean, concise, neat. Good good handle. Oh, I actually changed it. Oh, oh man. You son of a bitch. What, what, is it, what is it now? At Umami's Glory You can find Tyler on Twitter and Instagram at Umami's Glory Hole. Oh my god. And that oh, is gonna Wendy. do it for oh, my us. Here, hey, Wendy. <laughs> Beautiful timing. I've been holding on to that for so long. Oh man. Well, be sure to check out Umami's Glory Hole on the Twitter and Instagram's listener. Please uh, be sure to tune in next week or whatever you do. Do not let the Umami Glory Hole you. Don't let the sciatica get you. Don't let the sciatica get you. Thank you.